Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. So, Dustin has a, a new puppy. Come here, yes. And the children are both um, overjoyed. Delighted. And traumatized. Yes, how dare I? How very dare. So. Come here. Come here, Maisie. Come on. Come on. Throughout the course of this podcast, you will hear the sounds of a small dog in... M mild distress. Mild distress. Who she doesn't know. She just doesn't know. Wants to she be snuggled. So oh there's cuteness goodness. happening, and and you guys can't see it. I'm sorry. And and I mean, I don't know. We've talked a lot about this. I'm not really a pet person. I'm one of those like, oh yes, you have a pet. How nice, kind of like, fellas. And now he's got an adorable puppy. And now I have adorable puppy who likes me. Who likes pe Oh, he just loves Trinaya. He just went. <laughs> or she. She. Her name is Maisie. Yes. She went and sat by Trinaya and fell asleep. And Trinaya was fine as long as she was asleep. As long as she's not the center of attention. So. Oh. But we are not here to talk about Maisie the puppy. No, although Maisie is very sweet and has adorable eyes. We are here to talk about a film that was not made for us. <laughs> a film that was not made for us in any way, shape, or form. Yes, but we watched it. Because you have children, and we have a masochistic streak, I think? I have been looking forward to zombies since I saw a little blurb on io9 that was like, Hey, did you hear Disney Channel's making a zombie movie? And they did. They made a zombie movie. Well... Okay, well, they actually made a, they made a movie about being an outcast of some kind. And when I say that... It's basically applicable to every kind of group, person, ethnic, right. religious, sexual. Pick. If, I don't know. I think that it was very. It felt very like apartheid to me. Well, it's a very apartheid. It's very civil rights. It's very. It's yes. it's so generic as to be yeah. kind of terrible. And it was really, really awkward every time one of the black or Asian characters came out and said something that was so clearly a racially charged thing. Yeah. It was... So... If, okay. Yeah. So to, you have to understand right away that this movie is not aimed at... Guys in their 30s and 40s. No, it is aimed at tweens. It, yeah, at tweens and youngers. Yes. This is this is a cute movie. Let's get that right out of the right. way. It is... It's cute, and it follows the musical roles and all the things. Oh, yeah. And yet, and yet it is all the terrible. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> you know, before we even get too far into this, Disney Channel, this is not their first zombie movie. Oh, God. Really? Did I, how did I miss? Um, they did a one, a summer camp called Bunks in 2013, mm -hmm. in which two, two brothers, uh, it's called it's called Bunks, uh, and it was made for ABC Family, which is Disney, uh, and it was actually a good like if you wanted to introduce your children to zombie movies. That would this would be a good one for it because it's about these the summer camp and and there was always this you know rumor that there were zombies in the woods and and uh, turns out that there are but they're you know they can be controlled by something I can't remember exactly then a bunch of campers get turned into zombies and so it was actually very good it it there was just enough danger in it. To give you, like, a sense of urgency about the plot. Mm -hmm. And you cared enough about the characters to where you're like, oh, I don't want them to be eaten by zombies. But that 
was a different time. So that what age group was that aimed at? Do you think probably the same same age, same age group. group? Okay. Uh, uh, unlike zombies, I blame. And we're not doing it right. We're actually been saying it wrong because really what it should be is Z O M B I E S because oh. it's done. It's done in that spell thing, you know, like yeah, yeah, like cheerleaders do. B Aggressive, be be aggressive. Ugh. Watch the zombies. Watch, watch the zombies. Oh dear. Uh, yeah. So, God, this is this is a film that it is really really hard to review, in the sense that nothing that if you stare directly at the movie, like we like we do, like our, it is our job to do, and you apply the usual rules of does the story make any sense. Are the characters, do the characters have any depth? Yeah. Um, does does the world this story exists in hold together as an exercise in mm-hmm. world building? Uh, does <laughs> when when the ending comes, <laughs> is it a satisfying ending? It's really hard to review this kind of film because it's essentially a musical. Right. Um, and by essentially, I mean it's a musical. Right. It's, well, yeah. It's High School Musical with zombies. Well, okay, mm. no, it's High School Musical with green-haired kids who. Well, and but you're but you're right because High School Musical was all about the new girl coming in and mm. she wanted to be in the musical, uh, but she was a science science, and and then Blaine, Zac Efron's character, he wanted to be in the music, but he musical, but he was a basketball, and how dare the basketball and the science want to do the same thing? Right. So, except in this movie. It's the cheerleaders versus the zombies. Okay, so let's let's set let's set the world stage here. We have to right. So uh, two generations ago, essentially right. two or three generations ago, not what ninety years was that? Fifty. They said fifty. 50 okay, but... fifty years ago, there was a zombie uprising. Right. There was a there was a uh, a experiment at some power plant involving lime soda. Uh, yes, and something terrible happened. And it caused this green mist, and if you were touched by the green mist, you became a brain-eating zombie. Right. And then there was an entire situation, which I'm assuming we're watching in Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. (laughs) Wait, wait. You mean Fear the Walking Dead? This is the sequel? This is the prequel. This is what happened that caused the zombies in Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. So what we're seeing is what like what happened in the little town. This is how I, I mm-hmm, imagine. Sure, it. this is your head what, what happened in the little town caused the zombies. Mm-hmm. And so then there was the big zombie war, which we are seeing in Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. Uh-huh. Then a cure was discovered, mm-hmm. and then time has now passed, and now we are at a point where zombies, the musical, is happening. <laughs> Uh, now, see, the thing is, is that now I'm rooting for all of our characters to die terribly, so they well, have see, to survive into this you brave know, and terrible new you world. You know <laughs> that that kid, the the head cheerleader, mm-hmm. his grandfather was Negan. Oh, well, okay, I could believe that. Yes, and I, ironically, so would be our main girls. Well, that's okay, but see, the, the, the heroine who comes out of the bad family is also a trope of this sort right. of thing. So basically, somehow... Defying all narrative causality, the zombies are now allowed to be the underclass. Right. Well, they discovered this thing that called the Z-band. And when you put the Z-band on a zombie, it regulates whatever makes them a zombie. And they're not alive again, technically. So they're, they're, basically, they're basically like ghettoized. But they're also not ravenous, zombieified creatures. And this piece of technology is an example of hand wavium, uh-huh. where it does exactly what the plot needs it to. Uh, many, many times. <laughs> so basically, it is a it is a wristband computer thing that um, can be hacked, can be reprogrammed, right? Can do all sorts of things that will benefit our hero, or Potentially doom our hero, right. as the plot requires. 
And this does not actually make any sense. This is one of the plot points that if you stare directly at the Z-band thing, you go, but right. wait, I have questions. No, don't even, you're not going to get answers. It's yes. Just... Oh, and obvious, and apparently also zombies can reproduce because this is the second, this is the second generation of humans who've lived in peace. Mm -hmm. And also, or no, the humans' grandparents fought the zombies. Right. And then there was a generation of people after the zombie war, and now this new generation of teenagers just hears stories of the zombie war from grandma and grandpa. Right. So I'm assuming there's a similar situation happening with the zombies, although we never really see any elderly zombies, so I'm going to just assume that that whole generation died, died terribly died in, the, in, the, in the zombie in the great war. Zombie war. Um, yeah, so but, surely there's no yes, uh, ill feeling. But our main zombie boy character, Zed. And our zombies have Z names. Yes. Um, subtlety. Has a father and a little sister named Zoe. Right. So the assumption is that some at some point, zombie dad met a nice zombie lady. And they fell in love. And they knocked zombie boots. And now we have we have Zed and Zoe. I'm not entirely sure how the biology of this works, considering they're, you know, dead. dead. But we no. will not stare directly at and the... And they really, like, immediately want you to forget that zombies are supposed to be undead creatures. They, like, infer it a couple of times, but they'd never outright be like, they're dead. Our main heroine is now fully and completely committed to necrophilia. This, this is... That wonderful Disney thing that happens where we call it a thing, and it's not, not in all fairness, it's not just Disney. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a, it's, there's a whole kind of, kind of kids entertainment where this is a terrible, terrible thing that is cute and fluffy. Right. And essentially, the, we know they're zombies, they tell us yeah, they're, they're zombies. That's really the only reason we know they're and zombies. And they've got green hair. Right. And after 50 years of being ghettoized, they are now being allowed to go to human high school. But it is such a, like, separate but equal situation. Like, there's even a huge fence that runs down the length of the school at the entrance where the humans are on one side and the zombies are on another side and the zombies are shunted down into the basement. And the zombie side has security guards and people who are, you know, clearly right. almost militarized police. And it's... I'm, it's not remotely subtle. I mean, no. it's it's very much a. It gets awkward. It gets really, really awkward if you're an adult, looking at this. If you're a kid, this, a lot of this is going to slide past you. I think. Well, I yeah. But as an adult, it's really, really awkward to see this very much. This very much does parallel, uh, you know, parallel. You know, apartheid and and the, the civil rights movement civil rights in America, you know. really, and I and there's nothing wrong with that kind of allegory. I mean, there really isn't. Right. Um, there's you know, you could there's a whole almost cottage industry of using the, the in, entertainment to deal with right. this sort of thing. I mean, of course, the X Men in comic books and and less so in the films. You don't get that right. sense in the films as much as you did in the comic. You know, has served as a stand-in for civil rights, for gay rights, for a mm -hmm. lot of different things. Be, you know that, And so there's nothing necessarily wrong with it. Um, and sometimes it can be done really, really well. But this is just, I don't know, it just, it's... Yeah, it's, it's done, it's such a ham-fisted thing that it, it stops, like, when you lose all of the subtle, like, the, all the subtlety of your message, especially, you know, because you know this was made for, this was, this was made for kids who've not been to high school yet. Right. That's why they were able to portray high school the way that they were able yeah, to. Yeah, because this high school has never existed on the face of the planet. This is such a strange place. But it's, you know, everything's so stylized and so yeah. treated in such a uh, hyper, I'm not even going to say hyper-realistic, um, hyper-stylized. I mean, just, it's so odd. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's, yeah, it's, there's a, there's, there's subtle and then there's Disney zombies. Right. Because it is a sledgehammer to the point every single time. and Yeah. Well, anyway, so 
uh, the first dance routine, <laughs> the first song and dance is how excited everyone is. It sets up our characters. Mm, right. Zed, the 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 hopeful young zombie boy, who's the tallest person in the entire film. He was very excited to become to go to regular human school. Addison is excited. She's our she's our girl, our human girl, because she gets to try out for the uh, cheerleading, cheerleading squad. squad, which her cousin, her cousin Bucky, is the head cheerleader of for the, and Bucky is excited because he's head cheerleader mm-hmm. for the very first time. For the, this is his first year as head cheerleader, and he wants everything to be perfect, and so Bucky is like our status quo guy. In the hyper-exaggerated world where a head cheerleader can be the most popular person in school, the most right. influential teenager in school, and curiously the most, well, not even curiously, the most awful person in school. Oh, yeah. Leg- yes. It's one of those things, like, and I tried to tell this, this is weird when you when you have kids, because... You know, you're inundated with the culture telling you movies and TV and all that stuff that um, that you are the most popular kid mm-hmm. is always the bully. Like everyone placates the bully and they become super popular just on the merit of you not wanting to be picked on by the bully. Sure. And so then, so you get all these stories about overcoming this super popular bully, when in reality, if you're a bully in high school, everyone thinks you're an ass. Like, you are not friends with people. That's why you bully, because you don't really have any other friends. And the most popular kids in school are invariably the nicest. And there are exceptions of all sorts of this, because kids are kids, and and the world works in weird ways. But overall, yeah, I think that you can definitely have, yes, you're going to have cliques, and you're going to have nasty kids, and there's certainly, you know, nasty teens who are just, who can come across But even the, like, even, because we had some girls in our school, in my high school, Mm -hmm. that were bitchy. Sure. Like, bitchy, and they were upper echelon, but they weren't the most popular girl in school. Right. The most popular girl in school was Kim Williams. Who was just the most gorgeous thing you'd ever seen in your entire life, and super duper sweet, yeah. like just the sweetest girl. Well, and yeah, she had bitchy friends that hung around with her, but they weren't the girl that everybody aspired to be. Mm-hmm. In in Texas, growing up in Texas, mm-hmm. you're the way your high school football team does, like basically decides how your Friday Night Lights all yeah, over again. Very much. Well. The years that I went to high school, freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior, mm-hmm. our football team was not great. Right. It did not, I don't think, and it even went like past regular season. Was once. your basketball team okay? Because our basketball team was all right, uh, but our football team was not good. Who were good were the cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. The cheerleaders, like in Zombies, went to nationals every mm. single year. In fact, Freshman, sophomore, and junior year, the valedictorian was a cheerleader. Okay. Was the head cheerleader. So these were the smartest girl. Like, we had, um, the year that I graduated, the cheerleader, the head cheerleader was not valedictorian. It was a Fijian princess. Oh. Well, there you go. So a Fijian, so, and, and, you know, so that was interesting. But, but... The year I graduated from high school, two of the junior girls who are cheerleaders decided that they, just on a lark, on a whim, decided they wanted to graduate early. They did not only all of their junior year course load, but the entire prerequisite, the all of the all of the prerequisite graduation stuff for senior year in like half a year. Nice. So smart, smart yeah. girls. Well, I think that there's. There's certainly enough of the stereotype of high school with the popular groups and the nerds and the geeks and the jocks and all that mm-hmm. stuff that we can recognize that in fiction. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, certainly when you are in high school, it doesn't matter how popular you are, you're going to feel like you're on the outside at mm-hmm. some point in your high school, junior high and high school and college or just in life. Your whole completely. life. Completely. 
totally alive forever. I'm, yeah. Oh, God. Anyway, um, but yeah, it's so you recognize it, but it's the exaggeration that we come to expect, expect from this kind of storytelling. Right. That said, <laughs> it's, it's so... I mean, the one good thing you can say about this world is that unless you're a zombie, you're essentially equal in the eyes of everyone else. Right. Everyone else is... is yes. It's only the zombies that are pushed down into the dregs of society. Because if you're, if, if you're black or Asian or Hispanic or white, nobody cares. Apparently, you know, based on... I'm, I would say... I mean, I, I, Bucky comes across as... Very gay. Oh well, yeah, and the 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 but male captain was very gay too. Yes, and but and this is not played for. It's played for laughs in the sense that parents watching this movie with their children would go, "Oh my god!" Yeah, <laughs> but the kids would just not. Kids wouldn't get it, so that's yeah. fine. So anyway. Um, Addison and Zed... Oh, we forgot. Addison, and, and it's very important to the people that um, everything is perfect and status quo. It's Pleasantville. Yes. It's Pleasantville in the future. And uh, Addison, instead of being perfect, has this weird birth defect where her hair grows white. And she can't dye it for some reason. Mm -hmm. It won't take dye, and it's white all the time. And so she wears a wig. Ironically, <laughs> the wig she wears, quote-unquote wig, is her actual hair. Right. So it it's very weird when she switches over to her, quote-unquote, real hair, which is a wig, after not wearing a wig. And I kept waiting for that to mean something. I was... Uh, because okay. it's the, it's the you know, it's the old rule. If you put a gun in the room in Act 1, you have to shoot the gun by Act 3. Well, if you're going to do Chekhov's haircut, then you need to have... <laughs> right. You need to show the salon at some point. The problem with this... The problem with, with her thing with her hair is that it is... In, in the scale of... Entire group of people marginalized yeah. and treated terribly and, and you know, basically everyone lives in fear of them to, your hair is white. Oh no. Yeah. There's no comparison. There's no, it's like, why is this a big deal? What is, if you were a small child and your parents said, our child has white hair, we're fine with that. Everything would be okay at this point. Yeah. It's. But then again, the parents, uh, as is the case in many of these films, the adults are useless. Right. Um, there's one good adult character in this film. <laughs> the football coach. <laughs> the football coach. And he's the only one who seems to be... I, wa I want a movie about him. I want his entire yes. life. Because he seems both sad <laughs> in many, many ways, but also just he's got a sense of humor. Uh, right. He, uh, uh, excuse me. We're doing this way earlier than I don't know why I'm so yawny. Okay, so basically the football coach is like, I don't care, like, I'm getting fired anyway <laughs> because I'm not, you know, we're, we're not winning. The Everybody cares about the cheerleaders. They don't even need a football team. And so when Zed wants to try out for the football team... And he's told he can't, by the way, because the, the zombies are in the basement. Right. And they are told they can't come out of the basement. And the principal shows up and she's like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to talk to you. I, yeah. Have a good day. It's just I the don't words want I'm you saying. Here. So, and so you're, you're going to stay in here and out of our way and out of sight. Yes. And Zed is, is going to get out there and do his thing. He was going to go out and he sneaks out. Right. And, and he doesn't get he, he doesn't get on the football team all at once um there's an accident at one of the games with uh a, a bad flyer like they 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 launch Addison the way they do well okay the air. okay so hold on they have they have their multiple things happening here you've got the the auditions for the all right cheerleading competition for cheerleading competition auditions for the cheerleading squad right where the exaggerated 
terrible, terrible popular kids, head yeah. cheerleaders, is given to you on a big silver platter. They're and very this is, mean. This is why they're terrible. And they basically traumatize and abuse everyone who's uh, trying out. And one of the characters who's trying out, you've got the cast list there, don't you? Uh-huh. Who the, uh, um, Addison's friend, who is Addison's full of friend. so much uh, enthusiasm and wants to fly. Yeah, her, her name is Carla Jeffrey. She plays Bree. And she wants to be a flyer. And, uh... And she's awkward and sweet and yeah. talks too much. And she's, um... One of the brighter points in the, yeah. in the in the film, but she doesn't get the, she doesn't make the cut because she's not perfect. But Addison is, of course, the cousin of Bucky, right? And when she gets on, she's very very good at this. Yes, and she basically is looks at Bucky and says, "She should be on the team because she's really good and she's got she's got potential and and she's really talented and and got energy and spunk and and she'll be a, make us all proud someday." And he's yeah. like, "Fine, whatever." She could be an alternate, and. and yeah. So she gets on the team, and this is this is fine, and because Zed is snuck out of the basement, he gets up there and he gets seen. Right. And of course, all the kids panic, and so he and Addison get stuck in a zombie bunker, <laughs> the zombie safe room. He's, yes. He sees. Yeah. He zombie. sees it and says, "Oh, so safe room for zombies," and she runs in it because it's supposed to be if there's an outbreak, a place where you can go to run, and they get trapped in there together. And they had the cute little her face. He's in shadow, and they're talking all casual and cute and everything. And then he steps into the light, and she's like, "Oh, oh no. no!" and clocks him right in the face. And she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I've been trained to punch zombies in the face." It's like, okay. So they sing a song in the grand tradition of all musicals. Yes. And they use all the things around them in the bunker, which magically turn into props for Micro- the song. Microphones. And, and it's really cute. And this will be the song that you will hear. Again, and again, and again. They right. They'll reprise the song over and over and over again. And it's a cute song. It's yeah. a sweet little song. Well, it starts off because it's the, it's the, isn't it great, we're going to be friends song. Mm-hmm. Which then, as the, as it progresses throughout the, the film, it becomes the, I'm falling in love with you. And, song. And then it's the, everything is great in the world song. So it's got, it's got stages. Well, yeah, well, it's the, it's the, we're, isn't this great? We're going to be friends song. And then it's the You Broke My Trust and We're Not Going to Be Friends song. And then it's Oh No, I'm Really, Really in Love song. And then it's the Everybody's So Happy, It's All Going to Work Out song. So it's got multiple uses. Yes. It's a very flexible piece of dialogue. <laughs> Which, you considering that how much they just tried to beat anyone who watched Disney Channel over the head with a bam... Oh, is that even in this? Yeah, it's the you're in zombie land. Uh, we we yeah. had uh, uh, there was a there's a stereo issue with Dustin's TV. Yeah, which is one of the channels does not come through clearly all the time. Yeah, and so we would get anytime they're singing. Yeah, we, for some reason, whenever I watch anything with any kind of singing or music in it, half of my mon or my duo speaker goes off. And if you've ever listened to how that stuff switches. Um, when you are, when you're listening to, to stereo stuff, sometimes they will switch channels back and forth. Mm-hmm. And so we would listen to about a quarter of the song where all we could hear was the second channel and it would be like the footsteps yeah. and the bass line. And then you'd hear in the distance, it'd be like, it'd be like a you're, song out, being you're outside a house listening to the wall going... Is that a song? Or, or <laughs> we would hear the main person, like mm-hmm. the soloist singing, but nothing else. Yeah, so it was kind of weird. But at the same time, uh, it, it made listening to that song much more bearable. Right. So much so, I didn't even recognize it as being the other, the other version of the song. Which, that worked out really well for me. Because that yeah. song was terrible. <laughs> but you know, basically what happens, Zed and Addison kind of fall for each other. Right. And Zed has to manipulate his Z-band so that he can be more vicious on the football field. Because he gets onto the team. So there's a cheer, there's a cheerleading, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, what the hell is it called? Pep Rally. Thank you. There were pep rallies. The pep rallies for the cheerleaders, not for the football team. Right. And 
there is like this ridiculous amount of promotion of Bucky. I mean, mm-hmm. he's the ego on this kid is insane. Yeah, I just he's like one of those kids who, when he gets to college, his entire life is destroyed because nobody cares about him. Yeah. He's just like, why? But I was the big guy in my high school, so <laughs> yeah. So that's exactly what he is. But <sighs> something goes awry. Oh, oh, he's he wants to. He, he's not happy about the zombies being right. uh, brought into the world uh, of his world. Yes, he's not happy about the zombies showing up. So they got the spirit sticks, which of course are uh, generate sparks. And here's a question I had: When did zombies become like triggered by fire? Frankenstein, the Frankenstein monster, fire bad. Yeah. And admittedly, if you are dead, fire is not necessarily mm-hmm. your friend. But apparently, in this world. Fire and zombies are like... Oil and zombies. <laughs> it's like, zombies on fire. This is not good. So, But apparently they, yeah. everyone's like, everybody knows that zombies hate fire. And I'm like, did, did we know that? Right. You know that? So the spirit sticks and a couple of the zombies freak out. Um, because we forgot to talk about Zed's friends. We have Zed, oh, right. We have Zed's smart friend. Her name is Eliza. Eliza. There's another Z, Z in there somewhere. And she's in a bunch of Disney stuff, isn't she? she yeah, looks really familiar as well. I'm not. I'm afraid I don't know all the Disney stars, although I see several of them watching, coming over and watching stuff with you and the kids. Right. But uh, she's really, really smart, and somehow, in this world where she's, yeah, she's extremely well educated in terms of technology. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, the zombie schools aren't too terribly bad. She learned this stuff. Yeah, I mean, she's she's got a really good handle on, on the technology. internet at least. And then the, then there's the artist his name is bonzo yeah so and he only speaks zombie language so let me explain how languages work folks for just a little little moment here you you do not create a language in a generation and then everybody speaks it and then everybody speaks english again that's not how well how languages work it basically sounded to me like how how um scooby-doo talk except with z's yeah it's it's a thing that's happening for apparently for comic relief. Um, Bonzo, really, was his name Bonzo? Yes, I, I'm looking right here. Oh, right? That's terrible. But he's the he's very very talented as a musician as an artist, and he's tall and kind of dumb. Seems to be mm-hmm. the implication. So he freaks out over the fire, and causes a minor panic. And Zed has to run down because Addison is thrown into the air at this point, and she's going to fall. Right, and he. Also, he trips and hits his his Z meter. Yeah, and and which causes it to causes him to Hulk out slightly, and which enables in, him to get to her and save her. Right. And the football coach is like, "We've been saved." Yes. <laughs> and the principal is like, "What are you talking about?" And the, again, the the high school coach gets a chance to come out and just talk about how this is this could be his chance. He could. He could move out of his mom's basement. He could get a cat. He could get a pair of pants. Sweatpants. pants. Gives his ex-wife back because she likes the pants that are real pants. <laughs> <laughs> just like every time he talks. Because he's just, he's just like, man, they're rapid fire too. And Well, do you remember when uh, um, Phil Hartman died? Yeah. And they couldn't use Troy McClure anymore. Right, yeah. And then they introduced Gil. Mm-hmm. Give, give, give a whole pal kill. Just give me, you know. He was just like everywhere they went, he worked there. Right. And he was like constantly being, you know, fired and, you know, had the worst. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah. Was... But uh, it's, it's, so they, the principal finally breaks down. And, oh, by the way, the principal is, what's, what's her name? Uh, she's, she looks Every time she talks, she made me feel very, very uncomfortable just because she says all these terrible things in a completely oblivious manner. Yeah. It's like the, the entire film, on one hand, okay, you, have, you, you don't want to read things into everything, but there are so many lines that the adults in this show use that are just so casual racism. Her name is Ms. Lee. Yeah. Um... She constantly is saying things that are casually offensive in in sentences yeah. that are really kind of innocuous outside of, of a universe where clearly the zombies are standing in for minorities. Right. 
It's really weird. Um, and like we said, it's weird. It's weird because like as long as you're a human being, it's gonna be fine. One of the problems I watched Bright. Right. One of the problems with that movie is that it doesn't do a really good job of of mashing fantasy and a, a normal. The worlds feel crashed together. Worlds, it's worth to mesh together. Yeah, like they they make it seem like these supernatural creatures have lived in on the world for a long time. But if that were true, our whole culture would be completely different. Right. We wouldn't like because they talk about Shrek, you know, in the movie, and it's like Shrek would never have been made no. in a world where there were legit orcs. Well, or it would have been a completely different movie. Yeah. So the problem is, is that this movie that they want the zombies to stand in for minorities, then they have my, my, they cast minority actors to be racist jerks. And the thing is, is that it's, it's the kind of, because it is essentially aimed at children. Right. It's the kind of message movie where the, there's nothing wrong with the message. Right. It's a you know, other people who are different from you does are does that, that does not make them bad. No. Just because it doesn't matter what their hair looks like or where they're from or what you know or what their parents' history did, what their grandparents d- did, none of that matters. It's who they are that matters. Right. And you don't have to change yourself. Yeah. You should you know, don't change yourself. Change the world. These are really really good messages. Right. It's just that they're applied. With Thor's hammer, and right. every time you turn around, it's like whack in the face. Ow! Oh, there's a message in my eye. Ow! Whack! Oh, quit hitting me with your. You know, it's. <laughs> so it's like that's really nice. I'm gonna. I'm getting glared at by a puppy. She's <laughs> <laughs> asleep on the couch. Like, I was not appreciating the whacking noise. You can stop that now. So it's like I said. It's a sweet. It's a. It's a. The message is perfectly good. Right. It's the subtlety or the lack thereof and the ham-fisted nature. So. But, so he ends up on the football team. Right. And she ends up on the cheerleading team. And everything is going well-ish. Except, except Bucky is not happy. He is not the center of attention anymore. And zombies are becoming accepted. And Zed has become the new cool kid in school. And people are, like, getting his autograph and stuff. And He's acting just like my 11-year-old did tonight with the puppy. How dare there be something new taking even an iota of your attention away from me. Exactly. And How very dare you and so this cannot stand and right. so he and his little posse of terrible teenagers yeah. set out to make it stop right and it's they discover that zed has been messing with his z-band and that eliza has been helping it with her crazy half-made computer mm-hmm. and so they steal it her Eliza's computer, and they hack all of the Z-bands. By the way, if you are a computer person, watching this segment of the film will cause you to either scream in, in terror and rage, because it's so bad, mm-hmm. or you'll roll your eyes so hard that you may have to get a doctor to realign them, mm. because it's wrong in every way, and clearly these kids, I mean, these kids are genius-level hackers. Right. I am because really impressed. Because it's like, yeah, she just sits down and starts banging on the computer. But she also like, starts throwing around words like firewall that do not mean what she thinks she means. <laughs> anyway, it's cute, it's wrong, but they get in there and they figure out how to hack the system. And Dustin looks over at me and says, Surely, in this world where... The zombie apocalypse was stopped by developing these Z-bands. Someone is monitoring these things for, I don't know, safety reasons. (laughs) And we went, nah. "Nah." (laughs) Of course not. And so in the middle of the climactic game, where it's the the homecoming game, and they're playing against a team from somewhere else. And the team is undefeated. And We've gone from being losers to being undefeated, all because of zombie. And so they are, everything is going great, but of course, the team, the, the high school can't have a winning football team if it means that Bucky is not the center of attention, and so they do the sabotage, and it all goes awry, right. and there's running and screaming, and the zombies are loose, ah! And, and... <laughs> 
Unfortunately, what happens is that in the running of the zo the zombies coming out and like running after people, Bucky like gets loses himself. So they they apparently um, the idiot ball landed in Bucky with Bucky and his friends because they failed to comprehend the idea that if you turn off the Z bands and the and Zed and and the others zombie out, they're going to become flesh craving brain eating monsters and this is probably one of those things that you know generally results in death right and so because the script requires it uh our zombies attack the cheerleaders right so they tell you know zed goes after bucky and and specifically after bucky because that's how this works in high school musicals mm -hmm. and with zombies i guess and there's a moment where you can see that Zed is struggling. He's mm -hmm. not going to attack Bucky. He wants to, but he's going to hold back. And there's a look on Bucky's face that says, wait a minute, perhaps, I, perhaps I've misjudged you. Ignore this look. It doesn't have anything yes. to do with the rest of the world. <laughs> Until the... Well, no, he does have one moment where he sings a refrain of a song about regret. Yes, but it's fleeting. But know? we don't know. <clears throat> so then the authorities arrive and they zap the zombies with something. And they are restored to normal. Yes. And they're dragged away. And Addison's like, no, no, it's not your fault. And Addison's parents are like, how oh. dare you be friends? Oh, we forgot that when he turned, there was a part where, where, um, where Zed turned the Z-band the wrong direction. Because Eliza's like, if you turn it, if you swipe it right, you'll get more zombie and you can be more aggressive for football. But never swipe it left. Because if you do, you will become too human and you will somehow manage to short out yes. the programming. And it's like, oh, don't think that's how this works. But sure, whatever, plot. And so they have the date where he right. becomes very, very pink. Yes. And dresses in pink. And he's got a, it's a nice suit. I mean, it's, a, it's got that pink tint to it. And he's all very cute. And they're all sweet. And she's looking at him going... I think I liked you better when you had green hair and acted like a zombie because you were a zombie. You seem very, very boring now. Well, it's a weird... Okay, the what I thought about during that section was that part where he turns human mm -hmm. uh, is it reminded me there was this... I'm so, I'm so obscure and weird. <laughs> there was this um, movie about a woman who could pass... Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was the daughter of a maid, but she became a showgirl. Like, I think I know the f I think I know the film, but I don't and, remember. And and essentially, like, she becomes super famous, mm -hmm. and she's got this huge secret that she's actually black. Right. And uh, her mother like comes to visit her at some point, and she like has to be like, "Oh, that was my mammy," mm -hmm. you know, because if anyone found out that she was black, she would be, you know. Right, yeah. So it's about passing, essentially. And I got this weird, like, twinge of, like, are they, like, are they trying to do, like, oh, it's okay now because he can pass? I don't know. Well, if they're there, you know, I hadn't thought of that, but that, that was definitely there. But what bugged me is that he wasn't inherently acting any different. Right. And so what she was, like, it made their whole relationship seem really superficial at that moment mm -hmm. because it's like well you don't look like you therefore you know it, it literally became about appearances at that moment yeah for her and that was weird um <clears throat> this whole inter inter what would this be it's not interspecies it's not interracial um it's meant to stand in for interracial yes very much so but this is, um, well, living, unliving. There's, there's a term for this, is there? No. Uh, but it's creepy. It's weird. Because, like I said, they don't ever actually... Um, they, they do everything they can to remind, try and keep you from real, remi remembering zombies are supposed to be dead. Oh, yeah. No, there is. There is. But, you know, I think, I think once you've established that zombies can breed... Let's not even think about that for a minute, because zombie babies in every zombie film have always been a bad idea. Right. So I don't even want to, 
Because there's a cute little ador- adorable zombie moppet in, in this. Yeah. And she is not ripping out throats. And I'm really disappointed, considering having her, like, go for Bucky's throat later in the film would have been awesome. <laughs> but anyway, so her he met her parents, and Addison's parents, who are apparently the most vacuous twits, mm-hmm. um, who are... You know, status obsessed and all all the terrible things that. that these well, the funny are. thing about like when I first saw them and I saw the mom, mm-hmm. I was like, she's wearing a really obvious wig. I think there's gonna be or in my brain. I'm thinking this. I didn't say it. I think there's gonna be a reveal later where you know Addison will take off her wig and it'll be white hair and everybody will be like, oh my gosh, and then and then her mom will take off her wig and be like. I have the white hair too, and then like the white hair would be like a cure for zombieism. Oh, you mean like the Chekhov's gun thing again? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't like, happen. Like we would, we would be, we'd be treated to something aside from the fact that oh, I was born with white hair, and it means I'm different. Yeah, no, dead, complete. Yeah. No, it just doesn't happen, which is a shame because her mother, otherwise, she, her parents come across as just. Awful. Like, completely. And they don't even... It does not stop... They don't stop being awful. No, they are never redeemed in the course of this film. In fact, with the exception of the the dads... I'm sorry, the the Zed's dad... Uh, Eliza's mom. Eliza's mom. With the exception of those two, all the adults, with the exception of the coach, are all kind of either awful entirely Mm -hmm. or just there. Or just more or less in the way. Yeah. Uh, which is, I mean, the, the parents, at least there's at least there's some good parental figures, but there's not enough in, in this story. Yeah. So anyway, Addison has her big song moment where she sings about the things she's going to do. Uh, now that, now that you know, the opportunity is here, she's going to stand up and, and be counted and be, be a proactive force in the world and, and all these things. And I kept waiting for the song to end and her go, Later. Yeah, you know, tomorrow or whatever, but she pulls off. She sings this song, and the song is really long. Oh my gosh! All the songs in this feel felt extremely long. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's the kind of thing that it might actually work better on stage mm-hmm. because it is a musical. It is very much a musical, and it is very much in the style of a stage musical. It might actually work. As a musical for kids, right on the stage because there's an exaggeration of theater that is built into the model of theater. That once you've got a camera on it and close-ups, it changes things. Mm-hmm. So anyway, she sings her song and she whips off her wig, and everyone goes, "Oh my God, she's got white hair!" Ah! Mm-hmm. And she's like, "I got white hair. So what?" And they're like, "Heretic, burn the witch!" Basically, and Bucky like kicks her off of the cheerleading squad and her friend gets kicked off the cheerleading squad and it's just we're supposed to care so much about cheerleading in this movie now i have had friends who are cheerleaders and i have seen some very very talented cheerleaders and there are cheerleader competitions in the world and they are really kind of fun to watch sometimes i mean there's it takes real skill on the other hand yeah i had a really hard time yeah getting it's like wise why does this school care so much about their cheerleading squad? What? Do they not have anything else to do? Right. I mean, is that all there is? Anyway, the big what happens at this point? I mean, honestly, they... The big cheerleading competition yeah. happens. And and Bucky has kicked off anyone who had any kind of sympathies for, for zombies. Which turns out to be about 90% of the squad. And so he ends up losing, starting to, like, fail at this big cheer competition. But luckily Addison and her her friend Bree Oh, but no way it, it starts with it starts with the adorable zombie moppet. Oh right. What is the adorable zombie moppet's name? Zoe. Of course it is. Again, Z name. Zoe who is a precocious child actress. Right. Uh, who is really actually quite adorable and fun to watch has come along and imparted words of wisdom mm-hmm. periodically throughout the film. Yes. She's, she's a, She's the little, sad, little like, you know, we can be friends. We can do the, you know. And she wants to I be a cheerleader. All I want to do is be a cheerleader. And she's got pom-poms and she does little things. And and occasionally she'll do things in the background because people will say, you know, we don't we don't care about cheerleading. And she'll be like making little tiny cheerleading motions with her hands. It's really cute. So she 
she sees that the cheerleading squad is going down in flames and she was not having it. Yes. So she goes down onto the stage and starts doing a cheerleading routine and everyone's like, what is going on with this strange zombie child? Get off the stage, strange zombie child. Because this film does not know a, a racial stereotype issue that they cannot brush up against in a very, very unnerving and unpleasant way. Some of the reactions to the zombies being second-class citizens or basically being in this sort of apartheid world is to strike back with violence. Mm-hmm. And they do an uprising. And this is something that gets talked about a little bit. Right. And hinted Eliza at. considers it. And she talks about this uprising that's going to happen. And there are real issues with the idea of a zombie uprising when you consider that the zombies are the undead. Right. Who are wearing these monitor bands. And it's, you know, it, it gets really, if you start thinking about this, it's one of those things, if you stare directly at this idea, it's going to get ugly. Mm. So she apparently is going to sabotage the cheerleading competition because this is the best way to strike a blow for freedom. In, at this particular school, yes. <laughs> I guess. And so they stop her and there's this whole, Addison has this whole white savior moment, which is really awkward. And, and it's considering just, that she got whiter, she was blonde, and then she took off her wig, and it was white hair underneath, and so now she's like legitimately the whitest person. Yeah, and and she's just like coming in and talking about the kind of people we are and things like that. And there's just a very much a there's a big big difference between a girl with with right. white, white hair and the zombies. And it's right. you know, but again. It's a kid's movie. It's so hard to watch this sort of thing. Mm. So they realize they're gonna, that they can go save the cheerleading competition. Everyone gets up on stage and does this great routine. And Dustin looks over at me and goes, you know they can't win this, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I said, oh, I know. It's like, they're like breaking all so many. There are yeah. rules to this competition. And we're like, oh, God, what if they do win? This, this film doesn't even care anymore if they win. Right. And they didn't win. Yeah. It was actually kind of cool. I was really impressed, they said, actually. You know, and, but then they were like, we had a big block party. Everybody came. So there was another dance. And the thing is, like, we started wondering about the larger world. Yeah. Like, <laughs> how much of the uh, world is just completely devastated? Like, Well, the question is, is this the only city? Because if in this city, the zombies and the humans have become, decided to, to live side by side and have an integrated society. Mm-hmm. That doesn't change anything in the rest of the world. Right. I mean, the, the, the great love story between, you know... Completely bland yeah. girl <laughs> and completely bland zombie boy. Yeah, these are, these are not... These are not great inspirational characters. But, you know, for, for a... For a film that is about something that is not zombies and teen, you know, a zombie teenager and a, and a girl, you know, this is yeah. not what this is about. It's about other things, and it's about tolerance and acceptance. And these are good messages to have. They really, really are. And I think that Disney does a really good job sometimes with building the kind of uh, uh, storytelling mm-hmm. where the differences that don't matter are downplayed. Right. And I think that's that's a that's a good message for kids, but <laughs> uh, I don't know that doing it with zombies was the way to go because right. you cannot look at this as it may it, it probably would play a lot better on stage. But watching it as a film, I kept thinking, none of this is right. Yeah, <laughs> this is all wrong. <laughs> anyway, we survived Disney we did. zombies, and we were we were amused. And mostly, mostly, it was not um, the worst thing that could ever happen to a person. Um, but if you have not seen it and you intend to watch it with your kids, please be aware that it's really not aimed at you if you're an adult, and it does not bear a whole lot of concentration and, and rational thought because no. it. Because like we saw a little thing about Descendants three, yeah, tonight, and the first Descendants movie is it's really good. I think it's it's just it's just it's a good movie. It's not that, and then Descendants Two was 
just fine, I guess. But I have this a thing. Yeah, I had this feeling that like Descendants three might be like the movie, you know, like where we get some crazy, you know, because they were already kind of going for it. Descendants one. Where so all you mean the, the, the where the the second episode slump was that some series yeah or the third and the third one just blows Sophomore it out of the park slump, yeah. yeah as opposed to like the Star Wars movies where the second one was the best of them mm. so eh. okay well I mean I I saw the first Descendants film uh, I think I actually saw it over here probably and it was okay it was all right I mean I, again this again I'm not the target audience right and my my daughter is so far out of that age group at this point where even as this stuff were to come out, you know, when she was a kid, it, it was a whole different, it was a whole different market. You know, that's why, that's why she was great, great, more influenced by anime mm-hmm. films. For good and for ill. Right. <laughs> my, my kid is like, aha, I know all the anime things. And it's like, well, okay. Some things are not meant for human eyes. Um. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe if they do it, they will finally address the white hair like I really, that should have been that should have been something that should have meant something. Well, you're right; it should have been because of what should have happened. What should have happened is that when she did that and she stood up for being a, some diff, being different, not being the same as everybody else, there should have been other people in the town who revealed how they were all a little bit different. Yeah, and but, it didn't have to be everybody; it just had to be enough. Like would, some other some other weird mutation, right? Whether it could be, you know, because there was they were talking about how people who needed glasses were weird. I mean, it was everything yeah. from, you know, even though there are characters with glasses in the film, but you know, yeah, it should have been something like somebody reveals this thing or that thing. I mean, the, the white hair was an obvious thing. I think that's the problem mm-hmm. is that if should if you could have revealed that somebody was bald. Or, or, you know, or whatever. And then have her mom finally reveal the wig, the yeah. the wig. That could have been really powerful and, and made a, a, a bigger, a larger message issue thing happening there. But they completely just dropped it. Yeah. I don't know. It, it was, it felt like, this film felt like it could have been a lot more. And, yeah. And yet, it had zombies in it for some right. reason. Right. It tried it tried to go too far. It reached for the sun and really, burned up. And burned up. But really it really if it had kept its story a little bit more of a everybody is different. Everybody mm-hmm. is weird instead of like this big thing about like racism or whatever. I don't know. Well, I'm confused. What I guess what confuses me is how many kids are actually the target audience for zombie things? I mean, The Walking Dead is is the big zombie thing. Uh-huh. But outside of The Walking Dead, which is not aimed at kids, which is generally on later than night than, than a lot of kids are yeah. necessarily awake. But, I mean, certainly we know that younger kids watch that sort of stuff, too. But the question is, how how much was there this, like, burning desire to hit the zombie... The young zombie demographic. Right. It just seems weird. It seems like a very odd choice. But whatever. It happened. It's a thing that happened. We saw it. We survived. Um, and there's a puppy. Yeah. And the puppy is asleep. So the puppy clearly survived the zombie, uh, Disney zombies, with no ill effects. Mm, so far. So far. <laughs> but next week, speaking of ill effects, The Walking Dead is back. Ah. And there will be war! And things and yeah. violence and zombies and and Carl dying terribly over at least one or two episodes. I would love it if Carl died for like three episodes. I think it's going to be two. I think it's going to be like two episodes one. I would love it if he was constantly like, Dad, you're going to make it. Uh, Michonne. <laughs> Michonne, oh, I'd love it. That would you're be great. gonna, you're gonna, your job is to make sure Dad makes it. Oh. Judith, <laughs> Judith, this somebody comes towards Dad, run in front of him and throw a book, like. 
Oh, that would be great. It'd be like a whole episode that everybody comes by to Carl to say goodbye. And I'll get a message for all of them. Oh, that would just be so much fun. Yeah. That's not what's going to happen, though. We will find out what's going to happen, though, next week as we come back to The Walking Dead and we get to decide if it's going to be a season, the rest of this part of the season is going to be uh, enjoying it or hate-watching. Yep. So, because... You just don't know what The Walking Dead. So, anyway, we will see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to us talk about uh, Disney zombies. Um, if you feel compelled to watch this, let us know what you think. Um, and, obviously, if you could let us know what you think about the podcast that we do for you guys on Facebook. We have a Facebook page you can go. Zompocalypse Now. You can find us on iTunes and podcast.com. And we would love to hear what you think. And please share the podcast if you think people, your friends would enjoy it. Uh, if you enemies you'd like to afflict us upon, we'll take that as well. Uh, we'll be back next week with more of this. Thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Tim. And thank you guys for listening as always. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2018 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. This is Sci-Fi For Me Radio. 